you don't want to make assumptions. You want to actually talk to your partner and see what are they actually enjoying? Like when you're outside the moment of sex, when you're outside of that heightened moment and you're cooling down so you're still very connected, but you can be honest, what is your partner really thinking? Don't you want to know that? Welcome to What I Love About Sex, where some incredible guests and I, Steph Kanowski, will be bringing you the tools for improving your sex life with topics such as sex issues with your partner, sexual self-confidence, premature ejaculation, sexual shame, masturbation, sharing your fetishes, orgasmic pleasure, and more. Sex is still so taboo, and I personally believe that by improving our understanding and communication skills around sex, we can enhance our own self-pleasure as well as deepening our long-term romantic relationships. So listen in, try to stay open-minded, and let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Today, I want to talk about my favorite sex questions. So these are questions that uh, I ask my boyfriend right after sex. We talk about it. And I think it's really effective because if you're, especially if you're having sex a lot, you're going to have encounters where something didn't go right, an insecurity came up, something happened that maybe... Um, you thought you'd feel differently about because you wanted to try it, but you really weren't that into it once you did try it. And by having these conversations consistently with your partner, it builds a comfort zone. It builds a safe space so that you're never feeling like, oh shit, I can't tell him this, or this is so embarrassing. It's like anything that comes up, you can share. And that is, that is powerful for your relationship and your connection. So before diving a little deeper into this, I want to remind you guys that if you are struggling with premature ejaculation and you're interested in my PE course, then definitely get on the waiting list for this new course. You want to get all the information. There's incentives for the guys who join first, the first 15 guys. And the link to get on the wait list is in the description of this show. So go do that. Pause this. Go do that. Come back. All right, now that you're back, let's talk about these three questions. I love the, I forget where I came up with these questions or where I learned these questions, but I really like them because they're so quick and easy. And I always am giving them to my clients to use too as a tool to connect to their women post-sex instead of just getting up and moving on with the day right away. You know, because it's so easy to just be like, all right, time to wash up or, oh, that was a long time, hurry up. But the worst thing you can do is rush as soon as you've had such a vulnerable um, physical experience with each other. You need the aftercare. You need the slowing things down until you get back to reality. And if you just snap out of it right away, it kind of feels like the sex didn't mean as much. And women can often feel used in this way. Even if they know you care about them, it's still this feeling of being used. I don't know why so many women feel it. I myself even feel it being with my boyfriend who loves me and I know he loves me and he treats me like gold, but I still will even feel that if, if I feel rushed right after sex. Um, so it's interesting. I don't know. Um, I never really, I never hear guys talk about this 
being like even all the clients I've had, they've never mentioned this, but women mention this pretty often. So, so the aftercare is important. I know you guys also appreciate aftercare though, regardless of feeling used or not. Um, and part of this aftercare experience is keeping the connection going. And that's what the aftercare really is. It's not cleaning up. It's continuing the connection to kind of getting to the point to slow down, to go back into reality. So the three questions are, number one, what did you really enjoy about that? Like, what did you like most about what we just did? So it's focusing fully on the enjoyment. It's focusing on, um, and you don't even have to ask the question. Like I've got, me and Andrew have gotten to the point where, um, where I'll just say, oh my God, I loved when you did this. And then he automatically goes, oh, well, I loved when you did this. Or he'll feed off of what I just said and be like, oh yeah, that was so hot. And then you know, we'll either make a joke about it or we'll be like, oh, next time we should do this. Ha. Ah. So it, it just like comes very natural. <laughs> We're not always laughing about it, but um, a lot of the time we are. And it's just like this talking about something positive um, in regards to what just happened. And even if we are, even if we do have to get on the move and get back to work or whatever, um, we will, we will have this conversation on our way to the shower. Like while we're getting into the shower, while we're washing up, like we will talk about it and we'll kiss in between. And it's kind of like keeping that, keeping that moment going, keeping that connection going. And, um, I prefer that you do it just like hanging out in bed, but you know, if you do have to get on the move, take a shower together, like talk to each other as you're getting ready again, or as you're washing up. Um, but you should really do it in the bed anyway. So the second question would be, um, what was, was there anything, was there anything frustrating you or was there anything you'd want to change or anything you weren't that into? And a good way to ask this is if you guys try something new and you're like, what did you think of that? Like, were you into that or were you not? So it's kind of like feeling them out for anything that maybe wasn't that great right? And this, what this does and why I really love this question, like what were you not so into or what maybe wasn't so great? Or did you not like that thing? It seemed like to me, you didn't. Um, This opens the door for your partner to trust you with sharing things that aren't always so positive. And it's important for your partner to feel like they can share with you the things they're frustrated with or the things they were not turned on by or the things they were severely turned off by. Cause wouldn't you want to know that, right? Like you don't want to keep doing something that your partner's <laughs> really turned off by and you just assume they like it because unfortunately a lot of people will just go with it and act like they're into something when they're truly not until their partner flat out asks them. So, for you to ask and give your partner the opportunity to, to put it out there and be honest and show that you're okay with the honesty and in fact you want the honesty, then that can be really effective for your relationship in bringing you closer and creating more trust and creating more of the safe space where it's like, hey, I know if I'm, never, if I'm not into something at some point, I can share it with him. I don't have to have any fear or any doubt or feel like he's going to get insecure or react harshly because he welcomes this conversation. Um, So 
it's just as important to talk about what's not, what maybe didn't go so well or maybe didn't, maybe turned you off than it is talk about what went great. And it's, it's easy for those of us who are insecure to make assumptions where our version of talking about sex is, oh yeah, you, you love when I do that, don't you? And it's like this way of just never asking your partner a question, but always making a statement of assumption where maybe she never told you she was really into that thing. It's just that she moans really loud when you do that. But moaning can not be genuine, unfortunately. So until you get a verbal confirmation, you don't want to make assumptions. You want to actually talk to your partner and see what are they actually enjoying. Like when you're outside the moment of sex, when you're outside of that heightened moment and you're cooling down so you're still very connected, but you can be honest, what is your partner really thinking? Don't you want to know that? I sure do. Even if it hurts, you know, like, um, and I shared this on Instagram that there was a, there was a conversation where Andrew shared something with me and I asked for frustration and he shared something with me. And then I got, I got upset over it right away. My immediate reaction was like to protect myself and get upset and feel like, you know, like a little, like, am I not doing something right? And it wasn't a good feeling, but I needed to know that he felt that way so that we could talk about it and we could eventually solve that, um, which we did. So we wouldn't be able to work through that or have an experience where we did in fact see that in our sex life if he wasn't able to be honest with me. And I would so much rather him be honest with me and me feel a little ego attacked than, than for him to keep his mouth shut and then this problem just builds up and then it shows itself in other ways in our relationship, right? So we want our partners to be able to express honestly with, with us. And we want to be able to do that for each other. Super important. And like I said, it really does bring you closer. Like it really, it really brings the more difficult conversations that I have with Andrew. Like I feel so much closer to him and I feel like we're bulletproof. Like I feel so much more secure every time we talk about something that's a little challenging or a little, um, difficult because our, our egos involved or, you know, um, we feel like offended by it, but at the same time, we're trying to talk through it. Like it's, it's very interesting how much stronger you feel when you, when you have these conversations and they don't happen all the time. Um, but they happen enough where it's like, Hey, like this is just one of those, let's just talk it through. And, and then it just, it gets easier and easier to handle because we know we can do it, you know? So it's, it's having that bulletproof conversation mentality of like, Hey, like you could be honest with how you're feeling. I got you. I'm going to do my best. We're a team. You know, I know you're not out to hurt my feelings. I know you're just sharing something with me so that I'm aware that we need to get on the same page with something. So anyway, that's why I really like the, the question faced around anything that was a turnoff or anything you're frust- you're currently frustrated with anything that didn't go so great. Um, any negative feelings you're having, whatever, whatever, whichever one of those questions you want to choose. Um, and then the third question is, is there anything we should do differently next time? And I like this question because it not only creates a sense of anticipation and foreplay for the next sex encounter, but 
It also gives you and your partner an opportunity to share something that you want to try, um, whether that be something completely new or um, based on the tough conversation you maybe just had, saying something like, I would love if we, if we handled it this way next time, or I would love if you kissed me more here next time. Because you, you did it a few times, um, but you don't really stay in that area. You always move on pretty quickly, and it really turns me on. So I'd love if you would stay there a little bit longer. That's very specific, right? I mean, more specific would be telling them the exact body part, of course. Say it's your neck, and it's like, oh, my, this side of my neck feels so good when you kiss it. So I would love if you did that more. It's so hot. That's an example of, hey, like next time can we do this more? And then it's just asking your partner, like, anything you want to try new or anything you want me to do more of next time? And it's like, yeah, well, I really like when you do this. It would be cool if you did that a little more. Okay, cool. Keep that in mind. Love you. Uh-huh. And then it's just, you know, it's, it's just easy to keep things light when you understand that you're on the same team and you're in this together and you're just trying to make each other feel good right? You're trying to bring each other pleasure. That's really what, what sex is, is majorly about is just feeling your own pleasure and sharing it with your partner. And, um, and we can share so much more connection and feel so much more connection when we have these conversations and when we're, when we're vulnerable emotionally, emotional vulnerability leads to sexual vulnerability, when you're, when you're with a romantic partner, the more intimate you are in your conversation, the safer and more comfortable you will feel in a sex encounter, especially for you guys. Like I often say like feel safe. Um, and women have to feel safe emotionally to feel sexually open and vulnerable, which is the case for most women in their relationships. That's when they crave sex most and have that desire most. But for men, it's, it's really just as important. Like the safety is more in, will she, like she, this woman won't judge me. This woman loves me no matter what. This woman's got my back. Like I don't have to be anxious with this woman. I don't have to think twice when I'm with this woman. Like, you know, and it's, it's really releasing a lot of that anxiety when you can fully have these conversations and feel confident in them and feel like you can share what's really going on. Because when you do, and you know she's on the same team with you, you can tell her things that will help you out. You can ask her questions that maybe you wouldn't be able to ask her in the beginning of your relationship. You know, there's, there were experiences where Andrew and I asked each other questions to help ourselves out when we were going through our own personal shit. You know, where it's like, hey, I'm I'm having like I was ha- I was personally having a um a woman's health concern earlier in the year and there were a a couple sacrifices um that that uh he had to make in order to to work around that and I had to share things with him that I didn't feel great sharing with him because of the health concern so it was just like to, to, work, to work your way around these things and have these hard conversations make, make the good times a lot, not the good times, not to, say, not to say these are bad times, but it just makes, it makes your entire sex life smoother. Um, and I know over time this gets more difficult, right? Because kids come in the picture and the novel, you're lacking the newness of the relationship. So there's definitely, 
communication is even more important when you get to that stage. But regardless of where you are, you want to build a strong habit of communicating vulnerably in your sex life from the beginning, because then that's, that's the foundation you're building it on. So, so yeah, I would, uh, I was just thinking of another point I really wanted to make, but I hope that this is, this is speaking to you in terms of, in terms of knowing, like now you know exactly what you can say to your wife or your girlfriend or your partner or whatever um, right after sex in order to have that aftercare, keep that connection going so that it kind of more so fades and isn't this abrupt ending where it's like, okay, bye, that was fun. I was just inside of you, but now I'm going to go get coffee and I'll see you in a few hours. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> it's just like such a shock when it ends so fast. For most for most women, I I would... I would think just based on conversation, but it's, it's important because how you end one sex encounter is how you begin the next one. Remember to write those questions down. The first question is in regards to what went well. The second question is in regards to, was there any, any turnoffs or things that didn't go so well? And then the third one is anything we want to do differently next time. And if you can stick with these questions, it really only takes a couple minutes of your time. It builds a lot of connection and it builds vulnerability, which leads to a a safer, healthier, more connected sex life and probably more frequent too, I would say. So I will talk to you guys later. Don't forget to register for the PE waitlist if you are interested in the PE course. It is not the same as the PE masterclass, just to clarify. And that's it. Have an amazing morning, evening, or night, wherever you are in the world. And I'll talk to you soon. I hope this episode helped you. If it did, I would love for you to leave me an iTunes review. It would mean the world to me. You can also screenshot your favorite episodes and tag me on Instagram at Steph Ganowski. And before I go, remember, your sex life is as good as you make it out to be. Until next time.